1: My guests are professional in their field, so if you like, you can reach them directly from the information I provide on the show. And remember, the show is intended to be for information purpose and also thought-provoking. If you'd like to know more about me and how I can help you and be in service to you, please visit my website at www.coachingbyrea.com. You can also send me a message here on the show, so make sure you follow the show. For up-to-date information, you can also email me at CoachRia, one word, at gmail.com. That's CoachRia at com. I'm also on Skype, so please reach out to me if I can help you in any way.
0: Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Ria will return in just a few moments.
1: It's truly an honor to introduce you to our guest today, Julie Bon Genevieve. This amazing woman is a true inspirational speaker, an artist, a mom, and the best selling author of her award winning memoir, Nothing Short of Joy. Her book was endorsed by Dr. Wayne Dyer and Dr. Christian Northrop. Julie has been featured on TV and radio, including Anderson Cooper Live, NBC LX, Strategy Room, the award show and okra.com with Gail King. In despite of all the physical challenges that Julie has faced, including degenerative arthritis, Julie decided to treat her challenges as sacred choices made by her own soul. Julie said, Being a human is a handicap, but it has its higher purpose. When Julie began to treat her challenges as choices, her challenges became a springboard to her spirit, her joy, and her purpose. Please help me welcome our today's guest, Julie Genevieve. Welcome, Julie. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. <laughs> <Sorry>. You
2: did. <laughs> Thank Hi, people. Rhea. I love the clapping. <laughs> the applause yeah, is always welcome. You, you don't have no idea. I have a bunch of people here are just
1: clapping for you. No, it's really truly <laughs> <really> an honor. <laughs> we have to have some, some joy too, right? On the uh, show. I love I it. Laugh. Welcome. Mm-hmm.
2: Welcome. <laughs> really Thank an you. honor to have you on the show. I appreciate being asked, and I just, you know, you and I are on the same page, so. Yes,
1: we are. And, you know, and that's why I, I feel it's so easy to connect with people like yourself, you know, because we are on the same page. We really see things in the same, um, um, in the same manner. And you know, of course, you know, off the air we were talking just briefly about your book and, and you know, the purpose of writing the book. But we're gonna, you know, discuss that and we're also gonna be trying to really look at the positive aspects of all the challenges that you had faced in your life and look at you. You are an amazing woman. I mean you are really a true inspiration to many people, whether they are facing physical challenges or really personal or mental, emotional, whatever challenges, because as we talked about it you know before the show started you know we all face challenges life happens constantly happen and how we deal with these challenges is what makes us or breaks us right mm-hmm. so um, so I'm going to turn it over to you and tell me if we can you know if you could you know um, kindly explain to us why the book after all these years of, of pain and, and suffering and, and you know what what were you hoping to really um, do with the book?
2: Mm. And the book actually started, I was not a writer, I was an artist, and it began because I was just at a breaking point in my life. I was born with spondyloepiphyseal dysplasia, which is a type of dwarfism that came with this degenerative arthritis, and I've had a a bunch of surgeries and hip replacements, knee replacements, brain surgeries, and at some point even though i was very focused on finding the positive and finding the silver lining when i lost the use of my right arm and i'm a righty and i couldn't do my artwork anymore oh. right. i really i hit a new a new bottom for even me and but what's so incredible and what's so purposeful about these challenges that come up in our lifetime, and I like what Byron Katie says. She says, um, challenges have, don't happen to us, they happen for us. And this one, which was so, so painful, even though my dwarfism had really broken me down over the years, I was starting to rise up and starting to acknowledge that I was was responsible for my own attitude, my own choices, when I lost the use of my arm. I really broke down again, and my father asked, actually suggested I didn't have a computer at the time. This was over 15 years ago now, and he said, "Well, how about computer graphics? Mm. You can use your creativity and, but use your left hand on the keyboard and." So I did, that was my intention when I got the computer, but what ended up happening was I got hooked on email, (laughs) and this ability to reach out to my friends and family, and I began to share with them all of these sort of haunting memories that I had been dragging into the future with me and couldn't quite let go. And I began writing and writing, and as I was writing, I really felt I was healing. And it was so therapeutic to have this new creative outlet and to acknowledge all those feelings I had stuffed down over the years that I tried to pretend, all the insecurities I was ashamed of, all of my beliefs about myself that I was ashamed of. And as I wrote them and shared them, even my right hand started jumping in to the typing. And it was not... It was not going into spasm the way it had been because my bones were basically rubbing against each other. There was no cartilage left in my my shoulder. But this powerful mind-body-spirit connection that we have will transcend even physical conditions when we are on purpose and when we find new direction. And the idea, when it hit me, oh, my goodness, this is a book this is a book in the making because if this is helping me and my story is really the responses from family and friends were well this is how i feel this is this is universal mm-hmm. this isn't just you right. you're not alone right. Right. and all of that was so helpful that i realized this could be a book this could serve other people and in knowing that my pain could serve a purpose that became an even greater inspiration so that was the beginning of the book, and it wasn't even I, – I never particularly cared for writing. I hated it in school. I was not even a big reader except for self-help books and books on spirituality. But, right. you know, when I think when we bump up against something that is so healing and, and therapeutic and purposeful in our life, we will know. The bells go off, things start going well, and that's what happened. My life really changed after – that book and every challenge since then. And I thought, of course, oh, the challenges are done now. I'm free. Well, no. <laughs>
1: they don't go Well, because away you're looking cause... at it differently, too. I mean, I, I think, yeah. you know, the majority of your, you know, you you like sort of passed a big hump, you know, in your life. <laughs> yeah. And now
2: everything else is like, oh, I can handle this. <laughs> oh, well, that's so true. And knowing that that my perception Thanks. would change Oh, my goodness, that is a huge, huge hurdle to jump, to realize that. And I forget daily. I still have to go, oh, wait a second, it's no one else's fault. No, 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 this is up to me. But going uh, forward, knowing that no matter what happens, we always have the choice of how to respond. And even Mm -hmm. the toughest, toughest things, like losing my, my business, my art. I was a freelance artist, so I had to give it up had an incredible gift on the other end of it i never would have known and and this book has brought me out into the world in a way i really was not looking forward to I was very very concerned about how i would be treated perceived because i grew up with such humiliation about being different and so i really have healed so much of that although i still get nervous when i presented at a to um, an elementary school a few weeks ago, that brought up some new challenges for me. So everything, I think, is is our soul just just rooting for us, pulling us forward, saying, no, even this, even a busload of children who used to laugh at you, even them you can speak to and you can walk forward with love and joy and and not be knocked down by every wave that comes, because they'll they'll keep coming because we want to keep growing.
1: Well, the thing that what what I'm getting also out of you know what you're saying, which is you know what I myself you know um, believe. I want to. I don't like to use the word believe because it's such a big word, and from that a lot of issue happens. But what I really truly you know see from you know what you're saying is the fact that we really when we start you enlighten people and and you actually presenting the, your challenges and the pain that you had gone through as As uh, like information for them to learn about something and then to teach them about how humans human are not just what you look at, it's not their physical appearance, it's not what you see on the outside. there is a lot more and from that, and I love what you said, and that's I actually mentioned it in in your um in the introduction or the description of the show today, you know being a human, you said is a handicap, but it has its higher purpose. So and yeah. when you start looking at your challenges as choices and the challenges became your springboard um, to your you know higher spirit, joy and your purpose, you know you 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 are an artist. You are that amazing inspirational person. Per- uh, person that you have a purpose for being here on this planet. But unfortunately, it's a cost to you, right? So everything you know, we always have to pay our dues, right, for whatever it is and unfortunately to you was going through the pain and and the the physical challenges that you have to go through in order for you to help other people.
2: Mm, yeah. But, but, I, I mean, if that- I
1: you know, I mean again, this is my own point of view. I, I actually had a show last week It's all about perception and point of view, so for that purpose, you know, I wanted to just clear it's my own point of view of what I think you know, um you know you're you have a higher purpose and and when you start talking to these children, and you know, maybe in the past they would have looked at you differently, but now they look at you with respect and they look at you, as like, oh my God. I didn't realize that, and this is, like, so enlightening, mm. and this is so uplifting and so inspirati- inspirational, and you change it. And I love, you know, of course, Wayne Dyer is my favorite. You know, I have to tell you, oh, he changed my life. Too. So I, yeah. when he says, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you I think you, things look that you look change. at. It, That's right. it is so true. It is so yeah. true. And I have to tell you, when I saw that in your signature e- uh, um, email, um, you know, the, the coach from Wayne Dyer, I live by that coach. And I truly, mm-hmm. it, it changed my way of, of doing things in my life because every time I think about it, it's like, uh-uh, I really got to look at it differently. I got to examine yeah. it. I got to process it. Because we as human, we talked about briefly before the show, we love, most people love drama. They suck into the drama. <laughs> they play the victim. And uh, um, we never own our own problems. And, you know, it sounds really harsh because most people will say, how can I have, you know, asked for these challenges to be part of my life? And I'd I love for you to say that because I heard it on your on your YouTube channel, one of your videos, talking about that.
2: Could you please you know, share that thought. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, you know, when you said, it just hit me that Wayne Dyer's quote, which I use all the time, that when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change, is really a double meaning, because I always think of it as a perception. But it's also, like you're saying, when people see me physically, I am this billboard of of difference, of, right. um, yeah, I, And because many people will just use their eyes and feel and shy away from me or laugh at me or ask questions and possibly don't get the opportunity to see, I am so much like them. And we're all so much like each other. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, a lot of the world believes that if you are a different religion or a different race or different looking or handicapped or beautiful or that all these things separate us and they just don't there's such a, a small part of who we are and that's what i believe we're here learning that our soul knows that how difficult it is to have this amnesia of who we really are and i think this is the story you're talking about the spirit pub Was that the one you heard on YouTube about? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that our, our soul, I had read from a Buddhist philosopher back in my 20s, and it just really changed my perception. And he said that before we're born, we are given the choice of our greatest challenges in our lifetime because the tougher the trouble, the greater the glory. And it depends on where we want to learn and what we want to learn about. And for me, coming in with the physical challenges and physical pain was the springboard, and it becomes the catalyst for for spiritual healing, that I can't cure necessarily the physical self, but I, that's not what I came for. I came for the, the spiritual healing because we are this powerful spirit within this mortal coil, you know, it's a a blindfold, but it's an intentional one, because we don't know our own light when we are I think it was Neil Donald Walsh said we are a candle in the sun when Mm. we're in spirit, Mm. and to come here into the darkness and to have to rediscover ourselves and literally climb out of these challenges that we all face, and everyone does, no one's immune but to do that is so exciting from the spiritual side of things when the soul looks at this life and knows that these wounds of our humanity, of our forgetting, they're temporary. But what we learn and the ways we grow and the joy and the love we gain, that we get to keep forever. So to the soul, there's nothing ever lost. And for me to have gone through as a child such despair and confusion and most children do it's hard to be a child to forget i was actually driving my son um i think this was about two years ago so he would have been nine or ten and uh my other son was we were just quietly driving and all of a sudden my oldest said mom if i was in spirit before i was born and i'm going back there after i die why don't i remember and i was so surprised because i hadn't ever talked about the idea of the spirit pub that a friend and i came up with that's where we meet and decide on who we'll be with and what we'll try and accomplish and what we'll run into so i looked in the rearview mirror and he was looking very contemplative and interested and, and i said wow that's a really big question and uh, many minds and hearts have tried to unravel that, and I don't know the exact answer, but I believe, because this gives me joy and, and power to to believe that um, if we remembered that we were this energy, this spirit and light, that we were eternal, that nothing could harm that spirit, then there would not be the adventure of coming here and forgetting our holy selves, and having to work our way back to and having those flashes of memory that, um, like like diving into a pool on a hot summer's day, that extreme exhilaration mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of the reunion with our spirit, we wouldn't gain any of that. And we mm-hmm. would, it would not be an adventure, it would not be a challenge. And I looked in the mirror to see what his reaction was. And he was quiet for a minute, and then he said, yeah, you know, it's like my video games. He said, when I get a new one, it's really hard. And he said, I don't know where the monsters are. I don't know where the prizes are. I have to do the same things over and over. And then he said, well, the second time through, I, I remember some of it. It definitely is a little faster. And I, and I get to the end and, and remember for the next time. And then he said, and the third time through, it was a breeze. I can pretty much make it through every challenge with it only, you know, one time. And I get to the end, the, the fastest of all. And I said, well, so which of those is is the best? And he said, without skipping a beat, oh, the first. Cause it's the hardest, he said, but it's the most fun. Uh, and I'm like, oh, see, <laughs> he, 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 kids, kids get it. I mean, they know. They it's really do. Tough. They really do. Yeah. It's they not really easy do, to grow up and to learn to walk and to learn to talk, but we came for that. We came to be courageous and to face our fears and to keep that up. And not to stop. Not to hide behind we
1: are, him. I mean, there's a difference. Yeah. I always try to point that out because some people think like, oh, you know, I need to pretend that it's not there. It's not about hiding behind it. It's looking at them right. really from a different point of view, from a different perspective. And I liked what you said also. Of course, I was like so fascinated. I felt like I'm just going to turn the whole show to you today because I love to talk. But you said so many beautiful things. I'm like, I have to keep repeating some of the things you said. One of the things that I heard you say on one of your videos, you said, if we can see too much of our inner life, Earth would not be a great adventure and discovery. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned to choose challenges as part of the plan for growth. So l- let me ask you this question, and I, as I mentioned to you, you know, the show is really unscripted, so most of these things are just coming to me as I'm talking to you about some of these <laughs> stuff that I have found out about you. So, when did you, <laughs> when did you decide to look at your challenges as choices, and how did that come about? Because you know, obviously, when you really start to connect inward, you know, I mean, that's one of the process, but it's not an easy thing. So, can you like no. share with us some of it? Yeah. <laughs>
2: And it is an ongoing one, and sometimes I feel discouraged when I believe that I've I've gotten so far that I won't fall back on that, like an old sense of, ooh, I'm not enough. Like when I went to the elementary school and I suddenly felt my youth, you know, I felt my childhood inside me and the, some of the pain of it, and I went, oh, no, it's still there. But that's okay. It's another layer, and it's It's, fi- it's it's fine to be um, to acknowledge that and, and offer ourselves compassion. Like, well, yeah, that was hard to go through, and sometimes it will come up again, and that's okay. It doesn't mean it's not healed. It just means mm-hmm. it's it's an, it's a new layer. So, but when I first realized that instead of looking at challenges ad, as adversity or as obstacles, uh, to see them as opportunities was when I found that the bookstore, um, a little metaphysical bookstore when I was living in Boston in my early 20s, and it just seemed to me every book I picked up was kind of saying the same thing, that when we, and I know you believe this too, when we really take responsibility Mm -hmm. for whatever comes our way, even my dwarfism, which is not necessarily changeable and not something Mm -hmm. anyone might say I chose, I like to believe that my soul did know and did choose, because when we really own whatever we are fully immersed in, I am fully mm-hmm. immersed in being in this little body, and and I can either see it as a painful vehicle or as an incredible vehicle to like yesterday I, I was picking honeysuckle in my yard. You, we can't smell, well, we can't no, eat without honey, a body, honey, you know. In the yard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm gonna say I have to come over. No. <laughs>
2: Uh, (laughs) But all of those things that we appreciate uh, in our physical form wouldn't be there, clearly, in spirit. And so choosing this challenge of my body being different and and having some limitations other people don't have also presents me with incredible opening and compassion for other people, for myself, for um our humanity in general and it deepens who i am. So whatever and our listeners are going through it's it's hard in the moment to say yes, uh, this is this is me. I own this. I am going to do my utmost. This is what my soul wants me to learn. It's hard, but it's also incredibly rewarding. And that little bookstore held so much illumination for me when I began uh-huh. reading and really taking responsibility, saying that whatever comes my way, no matter how painful, no matter how far it knocks me afield and i and I certainly could blame people and have and but it doesn't empower us. It says that I cannot be happy because you did this, or I cannot be happy because my body does this, and none of that's true. The only truth is that we're saying we can't, and when I say I can be happy no matter what my body's doing, I can love no matter what physical pain I feel or how little money I have, I can still love every single day, and I can love myself most of all because that's where all our love for others comes from. So I have that opportunity no matter what, um, no matter how many people might try to uh, get in your way or um, stand against you, none of it holds longer than this incredibly magnificent spirit that makes up who we really are.
1: Well, you know, it's like it's, a, you know, I scheduled the show for 60 minutes, but I can tell you there is like four hours of talk with you about so many different things because there's so many things related to what you have gone through. But one of the things that I would like to add and, you know, for our listener to, you know, to kind of as a pointer here, <laughs> that's something I came up with, um, is the fact, you know, it is a working process. It's not something that you mm-hmm. do and you just leave. It's like with my coaching yeah. when I work with my clients, and you mention it itself, challenges as obstacles. One of the things that I help my client when they, you know, trying to set goals and stuff like that, I always tell them: if you really want to achieve that goal, you have to own the obstacles that is going to prevent yeah. you from achieving that yeah. goal. And unless you recognize those obstacles and you basically take each one of those obstacles as a new goal to try to come up with some action step to get you to to uh, toward the goal, the big goal or whatever the goal that you wanted to achieve. It's not gonna be doable, and that's most the reason you know um what- people don't achieve goals and stuff like that. I mean, I'm trying to get it into you know a little bit on the on the side of like you know trying to recognize it as it is a working process, and it doesn't say like you know I can just fix this once and it's gone, you know, and it's not about fixing because it's i don't like the word fix because it's not about fixing no. it, you know it's it's please you know tell me what do you think what what would you how would you say it? Because that's no, I agree. It's, yeah. it's,
2: it's about wholeness, because yes. if I yes. believed that I was fixable, that back when I was young, I could fix myself, then I wouldn't be acknowledging the fact that the darkness I went through will always be a part of me, a good part right. of me, and right. that helped me become who I am, but also live into who I want to be because we'll always be looking to that next step. We get used to who we are. We get used to the, the peace or the joy we've discovered. And there will always be the next level of understanding of ourselves, of compassion for others. So that continual journey I still, I have a hard time accepting that myself. And when I'm right. hard on myself, which happens, and I still have a perfectionist in me from all those years of feeling so imperfect. Hello, I, uh, yeah. well, I, I have to. I feel
1: like I said, hello. Oh, yeah. No, I
2: want to beat her down sometimes, yeah. and I realize that does nothing. When yeah. we criticize ourselves, that's and I think we do that. it daily, um, and we listen to that at thinking that, well, if I punish and, uh tell myself that that was bad and that was wrong that somehow I will do better and no because it's really the love and the kindness that allows us to do better that encourages us and when i began to acknowledge how terrible i felt about myself how really deeply ashamed and and i don't i'm no i'm not alone in that i i've never met anyone who doesn't carry shame about something that really never should have been shameful at all to just be a child and to grow up in this world. But it's a part of recovering that self and soul and our true you ness, our true um divine core, that is the excitement. So we do forget for a purpose. We put we it's like a big game of hide and seek. It would be
1: no it's instance. part of the it's part of the it's part of the whole process you know how our soul yeah. makes us heal with things is the fact that we are able to forget forget for you know forget yeah. some things and and if we remember everything, you know life could be very big. I recently took my son to go see um Man of steel Superman you know it's a typical uh hero movie. However, there was a great insight um, that came out of this movie that we thought was really good to share here. It's the fact, you know, we're talking about, you know, how life can seem to be so big and so difficult to handle. And uh, one of the insights from the movie was the fact when Superman was a kid and uh, he used to always have, like, really hard time. People were bullying him and, and making fun of him because he was different. And one time he had gone to the bathroom, locked himself Um, in the bathroom. They called his mother. His mother came to the school to try to talk him uh, out so he can unlock the door and get out to the class. And uh, she said, you know, hi honey, what's the matter? And he said, mom, the world seems so big. I cannot handle it anymore. And his mother said to him, she said, you know, what you need to do, um, honey, is to focus on one thing. And when you focus on one thing, life seems to be a lot more manageable, and things seem to be a little bit more smaller than it is, and therefore you'll be able to manage it better. If we can start looking at life in that same, you know, from that same perspective, when we see things are so big, they are so bigger than us. I think for Mm -hmm. us to be able to handle some of these challenges and some of these problems that comes in, because life, like we talked about, always constantly happening. It's always moving and it's always changing and forever changing. So it's, mm-hmm. it's our part how we manage these big things and make them manageable, make them smaller for us to be able to handle them because we are always bigger than our problems.
2: Mm, so true. And we think of ourselves as much smaller than we are because we are relating to ourselves as physical beings. But when yes. we begin to go inside to find that connection that we've been, or at least for me, I was always sort of longing for acceptance from outside myself and longing for people to acknowledge me or hear me as who I was. And when I gave up, I sort of surrendered because I didn't know how to get there. It seemed to not work. That's when I found these books that said, go within. That's really where your power is. Take a few moments each day to just breathe and close your eyes and t- try and connect with this big, brilliant light that we are walking around, you know, mm, somewhat sure. blindfolded to because yeah. we're seeing other bodies. We're using our eyes instead of our heart. And it's very, very challenging. I like what um, Hafiz, he's a, a, a Sufi yes. poet. Yes, from, yes, yes. Yeah, he's one of my century. favorites. Saadi Rumi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, he says... Um, says just sit there right now don't do a thing just rest for your separation from god is the hardest work in this world mm-hmm. and i love that because it's just it, it's sort of a like just casting a shadow today is enough yeah, <laughs> someone true. else said that um just being is really important, and we kind of put doing, you know, way ahead of being, but it's in the silence and those moments, even if it's in the car when you're driving, if you really can't take a few minutes each day or aren't prepared to do that, it's taking deep breaths and acknowledging uh, that preciousness of our life, that we woke up that day and hallelujah.
1: <laughs> well, and you know, some- it's amazing that you just said that, and I, you know, I'm interrupting you, but I like to what you just said, being, because that's the yeah. reason we are called a human being, not human doing. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like hello. You know, it's, it's simple. Um, take uh, a little break, go get some water, and when we come back, we're gonna continue. I am so enjoying this. I, I can't believe the time is flying so fast. So. Oh, okay, thanks, <laughs> Ria. Give you a little break to get some water. Okay.
2: Okay.
0: Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Ria will return in just a few moments.
1: performed by David John Pati's, the author of How to Be Happy. In this short yet powerful book, David shares very simple techniques on how to relax your mind and body to achieve happiness in your life. He shows you how to free your intention and how to connect your mind and body to achieve a deep sense of fulfillment from within. So make sure you check out David's book at www.thewellnessclarinet.com. That's again www.thewellnessclarinet.com. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Ria. Thank you so much for being with us here live or listening to the show archive or even on iTunes. You are much loved and uh, appreciated. Thank you. Thank you all. Um, Before the break, you know, just wanted to tell you we are in for for a treat because we have a great guest. Uh, My guest, Julie uh, Genevieve is a true inspirational speaker. She's an artist, a mom and a best-selling author of her award-winning memoir, Nothing Short of Joy. Her book was endorsed by Dr. Wayne Dyer, and she has been featured on TV, radio, and uh, also um, included Anderson Cooper Live, NBCLX, Strategy Room, The Award Show, Oprah.com with Gayle King, and now she is my guest on your Life Now Radio show. Thank you so much for being here, Julie. Thank you, Rhea Good to be back. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve, it was a long ad. I know it was too long, but I was like, you know, it's a great music, so I'm like, okay, maybe oh, some, yeah, get some water.
2: <laughs> I did actually.
1: Yeah, it's great. I'm glad because I actually had made some iced tea for myself, a homemade iced tea. So I went to grab my iced tea so I can come back mm. and talk with you. What I would like to say a little bit about, you know, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer is one of my favorite guys, and I love him. I actually got to see him in um, Maui. And, yes, you know what? You know, we're talking about throwing something out to the universe. It's my whole life right now, it's been manifesting from the universe because I put it out there. And uh, one of the things I was saying, we were planning a vacation to go um, to Hawaii with the family, and I said, would that be nice if I can meet Wayne Dyer? (laughs) And I did, and I was like, oh, my God, could this even be, you know, (laughs) any easier than that? And, of course, you know, I mean, it, it was planned vacation, but it worked out really good. But here's what Dr. Wayne Dyer had to say about your book. He said, I quote, A masterpiece that will take you out of your comfort zone and into a magical world of joy. I love this book. I love this woman. Read it and read, and <laughs> coach. What is it like working with Wayne Dyer? Let me ask you that and, and have him, you know, oh, work your book. And
2: yeah, it's so exciting. When I finished my book, and I was not a writer, so I had no platform. I had no experience. I hadn't even written for a newspaper. And my editor, who I'd actually hired because I wasn't sure there was anything in my book that was a story to ask publishers to publish or to find an agent, and my editor said, well, since you have no history of writing and you don't have an audience, um, you're not famous, you're not a celebrity, you haven't written other books so that you already have people kind of jonesing for your work, She said, you really need some endorsements. And my first thought was Wayne Dyer because I had listened to his, more than his books, I would really listened to his tapes and his voice. I Mm -hmm. used to put a a Walkman on when I would go out into the world to do something scary like go to the post office or the grocery store because those things were intimidating to me. Just being out in the regular world, I had such an inner... um, fear and vigilance that I thought around every corner someone would humiliate me. And I know a lot of people live with this and who aren't physically different, but there's this inner sense of wrongness, this inner sense that they will see that I am not good enough, that I'm bad, that I'm ugly, that I have this limp or whatever it is. And I had to spend a lot of time listening to other people's words Although I imagine I could have done that in meditation as well, but I was not—I was too afraid of meditation because it brought up such anxiety and fear from my past. So I would take tapes of Wayne Dyer, I would put on my headphones, I would go out into the world and when I heard that negativity inside me, that critic who would say, what are you doing out here? You know what has happened. You know you can't trust this world. Quick go hide. Instead I would hear Wayne's lovely peaceful wise voice. Yeah, she does,
1: and it Africa. was so
2: effective. It was like a yeah. retraining. And our brain needs that because it's often right. in a rut of negativity and we can create a new positive rut. And Absolutely. it's literal. Our our brain um synapses they the nerve endings change the we rewire literally. So he was such an important mentor without ever knowing he was, and um, I wrote him to ask for an endorsement. And I, I kind of knew it was a long shot. Um, I, I remember people saying, "Well, you know, he's kind of the top dog. I don't know. You might want to write a lot of other people as well." And I did write a bunch, and I was. Just shocked by how many people were willing to help. Oh, you got so, was,
1: yeah, Alan Collins, too. He's a great guy too. Yeah, uh, yeah. And
2: Bern, Bernie Siegel was an enormous inspiration to me because he's a. He was an oncologist and what had become a mind body researcher, just like Christian Northrup, who really understood the science of why our brain needs to be rewired and also the magic, though, of the sacred and why that can be the healing. It doesn't always have to be um, the medical work to heal cancer or to, or, or, you know, chemo. There are so many things at work, and that helped me with my arthritis and to accept that pain is not saying we're wrong. It's not saying we're ruined. It's just saying there's a tension that needs to be brought to the inner self instead of uh, the outer world. And I was very much paying attention to the outer world. But anyway, yeah, Wayne, um, when mm-hmm. he agreed, uh, he he wrote, I can't remember how I heard, but I quickly put my manuscript, which wasn't even a book at that point, I didn't even have a publisher. Then he took a chance and said he would read it, and I stuffed it in an express envelope to Hawaii, sent it off, was over the moon that he'd said yes. And then about six weeks later, my husband and my two boys and I are coming home from a birthday party, and there's a lot of noise as we're coming in, and my husband's already hit the play button on our answering machine, which was a a live one then, not a voicemail. And I see him in the kitchen with this shocked look on his face, and Mm -hmm. I quieted the boys and the dog, and I suddenly I hear Wayne Dyer's voice coming out of my my answering machine. (laughs) (laughs) I was screaming so loud. My children thought I was hurt. I was so excited, jumping up and down, and then I realized I missed his call. (laughs) So I called him back, and he had left that beautiful endorsement on my answering machine. made me cry. When I called him back, he invited me to sell my books at one of his events, which was in Boston of all places and that was where my parents took me to the Center for birth defects and Boston had been this this evil in my mind as a child. um I would just read it in a book inadvertently and get an adrenaline rush because the a genetic specialist had studied me and had there had just been many really upsetting events in Boston at the Center for Birth Defects and all the words that were used back then. I mean, and still are, unfortunately, the uh, abnormal, uh, deformed. We heard that as children with any kind of difference or disability. You hear this really powerful um, language that made me feel I was damaged. It wasn't just my body was different. It was all of me, and no one ever said, this is just your physical self, but you, of course, are way more than that. <laughs> so, Boston was this terrible, horrible dr- nightmare, and that was the very place where I found myself again and found that metaf- metaphysical that bookstore. Amazing. So it it came back around in my life to heal, and then here it was again. It would be the first place I'd be selling my book. It wasn't even it hadn't even launched yet. And when I called my publisher to say that Wayne Dyer had invited me to sell my book, could we get some books printed by then, my publisher said, if I don't have them, I will print them myself or something like that. She said, of course I'll have them done. And then when I got up there and I met him and was talking to him for a minute, he said, "Um, I'm going to call you up on stage. Can you talk for a few minutes? And I immediately said, yes, and then my insides and, of course, my inner critic was going, what? Are you crazy? <laughs> There's a thousand people in this auditorium. They will laugh at you. You will go numb. You won't say anything. I had to sit there and calm myself and breathe and call in angels, and I was desperate. I thought, oh, my goodness. But when I got up there, I I honestly believe it was, well, maybe it was my prayers, but it was also his confidence And his energy was so peaceful that I turned and faced that audience who, to me, you know, looked like a firing squad because to be in front of a bunch of people like that. And I, I was not speaking then. I did not know that was in my future. I'd never even spoken in groups. I was the type who, if I raised my hand, I had to rehearse what I would say first to make it look like I hadn't rehearsed it, but I was so afraid of being rejected. I was so afraid of criticism. So when I got up there and I managed, and this video is on my site now, and it it's funny to watch because I can see how scared I was, but I did manage to say what I felt, and it came from my heart, and and it was true, and Wayne gave me that opportunity, and I walked off that stage and said, oh my goodness, I I'm going to be speaking. I just had this knowing and it was a terror i have to say it was terrifying but a lot of challenges in our life are terrifying but they're still there because our soul said you well that's why they're
1: because you know they yeah. were supposed yeah. to be you know uh terrifying yeah. not terrifying necessary but they're supposed to make you think about it and then you know the emotion that is, in, is involved with that and you know we you brought something to the fact that we you know most most of human you know they use their eyes and you know or they touch whatever right. You know what I think is the problem with most of us is the fact that we don't utilize all our senses. Because if we do utilize all our senses, we do not judge, right, based on one angle, like perception seeing something or feeling something or touching something. Because if we use all our senses, including our sixth sense, which, I mean, even if we use just the five one that we know of, I can tell you the outcome will be totally different.
2: Right, because to hear someone and to know their story and to be willing to look past anything that might
1: the yeah the, the, the yeah, the yeah exactly Yeah. well you know we got a few minutes I was trying to just increase the time a little bit but if even if we go off the um, the time um, because I do want to talk about your um, your uh, ebook as well um, before we go off oh the yeah I see the time I'm telling you just because it's it's a it's a fascinating uh it's a great show, but was uh, I had one couple questions for you that I wanted to ask you, and now I lost my thought. You know, I heard you talking about, and, and from our conversation, I'm constantly like trying to bring up things that I want to discuss with you. It's the fact about self esteem. So obviously, because of the challenges that you have gone through, you know, your self esteem was a little bit low, and this is something you know <laughs> I come across a lot with people. You know, but oh, what I yeah. love about what you said is one of your talks. You know, you thought it's just because of your physical appearance, because of your physical challenges, because of what, you know, people see you as, you know, your self-esteem with that. And then when you you talked about a girl, was it in high school, who was so pretty and it was so like, you know, and then she was upset one time and when you talked to her, you realized how... Her self-esteem is probably worse than your self-esteem. Yes, so, yeah. <laughs> that was such <laughs> well, a great... I uh, nice, great...
2: actually realized that. Yeah, and, she and, and two friends of mine really in high school and, and several who later I got to know. And one was the prom queen and another one who was extremely popular. And when we really spoke and they were honest and vulnerable enough to say, you know, being, I remember this one woman saying that her being so pretty was such a difficult thing because, and I know a lot of people would scoff at that, but look at Hollywood. It's a perfect example oh, of where money yeah. and looks right. are, uh, can right. be a curse
0: <laughs> as right. easily as
2: anything else. And she really felt that no one knew her. They only saw her exterior, especially the men, the boys at the time, only felt she was a status symbol for them. And she didn't seem to meet a kind person who wasn't interested in that, who really wanted someone to connect with and relate to. And she was an intelligent person and, and had great depth, but was afraid to show that because that was not what was considered popular and interesting. So she felt she had to wear this incredible... A mask as we all were doing and as well as my other friend who was extremely popular and later on when we became great friends i realized oh my goodness she was really suffering she had some other things that were underneath the surface and no one could see they were invisible right. disabilities and right. so she too felt that her looks had actually been a deterrent for her to find who she was, to know other people for who they are. They were interested in her looks and in her money. and So she didn't know what was what. She didn't know who she was or why people liked her because she didn't really like her. So when someone else did, she assumed it must be an external thing. And then how do you start to present to people who you really are if you're afraid they'll reject you? for being that true to yourself. So it's a journey no matter what you're handed or what you run into in life. There's always going to be those challenges that were put there purposefully to help us grow, to bring this new awareness that we all are the same, that we're all connected, but that we're separated for now in order to see our true self, you know, to see that holy self that is never distant from anyone else, would never judge another, would always lend a hand and trust. So all of that is within us, and we find it when we acknowledge the the pain first, but then to acknowledge that. Ooh, I have to I want to find that power within me. I want to be that magic. I don't wanna just read about it and talk about it. I'm going to be it. And that includes yes. facing those challenges head on.
1: And and work at it because like I said, it's a working yeah. process. Don't you know, I mean I you know, I've been I've done my own fair share. I still continue to do that. And I always say every day in every way I'm getting better, better. You know, yeah. This, you know, and it's like it's actually I adapt a lot of uh, affirmation that I still so personally use. One of them is one of my favorite, and um, by uh, Charles Hannel. I think I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. He wrote the Master Key, the Master Key System. I think. Oh, um, I don't know. And uh, the affirmation, you know, of course I adapted it, so I changed it a little bit. But it says. Um, I am whole, perfect, complete, uh powerful, loving, harmonious and happy. And and you know even though on the physical, you know, we not we might not be ever perfect and there is no such a thing as perfection. We always try to seek perfection. I think the perfection should come in from within. And I had, you know, like just I got I got inspired to write something in in a description of uh of the show today. Um you know, for the today's show is is to say, no matter what you believe you are, you are always more than what you can see and experience. And this is mm. something I, you know, I was inspired to write about the show today because it really is true. You know, yeah. we always try to view things from one angle and we refuse to look at it from a different angle, even in our own life. And I think we we tend to judge it, you know, um, and the judgment is really a reflection of how we feel so we really need to examine that. And I, you know, like I said, the whole show last last week was really about just, you know, because I told you about my trip to Spain, and I had a lot of insights. And I, you know, my visit to um, Picasso's uh, museum gave me a different perspective on a lot of different things as well. So I'm always looking to, yeah. I mean, I really love to have you back, and we can discuss a lot of different things. But I would like to touch up on your ebook that you are offering for free download. And it's called. Oh yeah, um, and I would long,
2: love to come back. We
1: could talk yes, forever. I, I know. To, honestly, I, I'm gonna schedule something. I mean, maybe next month, you know, for you to come back because I want to touch up on BS, <laughs> which is for many people. I don't want them to think we're talking about what they think it is, because this is something I work with with my clients. I work with with myself, which is yeah. our belief system. That's what it stands yeah. for. So yeah. it's it's yep. you know. It, I I always, like, try to identify it as simple as this. If you have a computer and you're running a programs on it that are so old and they're not serving your purpose and they're actually harming your computer, isn't it time to get rid of them yeah. <laughs> and replace yep. them with
2: better programs? I would say so, yep. right? It would make sense. I know, and and we're um, all walking around with belief systems and BS that isn't working for us. And it's just hard at times to identify that it is a belief and not reality. Because for me, growing up, I thought reality was this pain I felt about who I was. I thought that was true and that was a done deal. And so when I read these books basically saying, no, 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 <laughs> it's how you look at the circumstance. It's not mm-hmm. inherent in the circumstance. That was so exciting to me to think, really? you mean I am not stuck in this? I'm not stuck in the health issue or the financial issue or the handicap? It's the way I look at it. But then the more I read on that and the more I realized how much what I believed about myself was based on what other people had said or done and that I was taking my own self-esteem from people who held theirs in question. We do that naturally. We are pack animals. But when we question, like you said in the beginning, question everything. Make mm-hmm. sure that what you believe and what you think is reality is serving you, because we yeah. have the ability to change that and to release those inner blocks by, by as you do, use affirmations, rewrite the way we feel about ourselves. And when I was trying to learn to love who I was without changing who I was, to basically... That it's perfectly fine to be imperfect. Everyone is is imperfect, and that's how we connect. Many of us connect because we we know we've struggled, we've had wounds, we've had. Uh, we don't. It's not as if we're. I'm celebrating that dark part. It's just in sharing it, we release it, and so that's that that BS that gets in the way. We need to constantly be. Breaking up with it. Release it once again. And it, when it comes up, we don't judge. We just go, oh, yeah, that was the old stuff when I didn't love myself. And when I was just oh. learning and I thought, I don't I don't like myself, how can I say? I am beautiful. I am, um, you know, whatever it was I was feeling, I wasn't. It didn't feel right, so my therapist at the time said, well, can you accept I am learning that I am lovable, right. I'm learning right. that I'm beautiful, and that I could do. So I would write that, and I would read it every morning, and over time, I would, re- I would redo it on the computer and say, I am lovable, I am, am worthwhile. Me. I am. Yeah. So it changed, but it's it, it was hard at first, and so I thought hers was a good tip to just say, well, I'm learning that I am abundant or I am learning that I am worthy of a beautiful relationship or I'm worthy of a, of a healthy body. Whatever it is, it's so important to acknowledge uh, what isn't working and then turn that around and make it into an affirmation and okay. write it down so that we write read it, down. it every this is, day. This is the key, to write it down
1: and read it out yeah. loud. You know, I'm, I'm into it. Put journaling. it on Post-it, you know. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, I put one on a Post-it. It was a couple weeks ago. I was feeling very badly about something, and I don't even remember now. Thankfully, it moved on. But I took a Post-it, and I put it up on my bathroom mirror right at my level, which is about my children's level, and it said, um, I believe in you, you know, you are Mm -hmm. awesome, or something Mm -hmm. like that. Well, the next morning, my 12-year-old came up to me and kind of nudged me with a smile, and he was like, thanks for the note. (laughs) He thought it was for him. (laughs) Then my younger younger son came up later in the day, and he was like, oh, I like that note, Mommy, thanks. And and it was so cute. Of course, everyone saw it and thought it was for them. (laughs) So it doesn't matter whether it's for us or who we're around. Everybody needs that pep rally. Everybody needs to know that they're good. We all do. I mean, this is like some of the things that I,
1: you know, practice myself. I teach it to my client. I always say, you know, it's like, you you gotta be able to love yourself before you love anybody else. You gotta be able yeah. to face yourself in the mirror every morning and tell yourself, I love me. I think Dr. Wayne I got this from Dr. Wayne Dyer. He said, I love the spirit that I am. I love me. It's not about the superficial part of the you know, right. Oh, I love me, I'm so beautiful, I'm this, whatever. <laughs> no, it's about the person that you really are. Because yes. you are going to reflect that out to the world when you're out in the real world. I have to tell you, for over, it has to be like over about eight years, I've been practicing that same thing over and over every single morning before I go to bed, some of the things that I do, my rituals, and when I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And this is how I get myself to be the person that I am. Because otherwise, because, you know, you go out to the world and you're going to be faced with a lot, and this is an average person. We're not talking even about people with challenges like yourself, right? So an average right. person could be facing a lot of, you know, challenges on on a daily basis. It's just because they're not really prepared mentally yeah. to be at ease with some of the things that happens in life and start looking at them differently. You can't just sweat those little things, and you're gonna look at it. It's like, oh my god, if I'm sweating these little things, what would I do when I'm faced with big things? Yeah. You know, I mean, you you can you know treat life like that because you really, literally, what I'm saying here is to try to adapt with things, and and that's where change comes from. Is to yeah. to learn you know how to adapt with things and to try to improve things by changing the things that you do on a daily basis and look at it from a different angle. It's all about doing that. So, my friend, just tell people before we go off the air, you know, how they can get the uh, your book, your ebook, release the blocks. So creativity Ross. Awesome. I love that title, by the way.
2: Thank you. Well, I um, let's see. My website is nothingshortofjoy.com, okay. and yeah, this is a free download. And it's it's sixty pages. It's packed with visual inspiration. Beautiful. There's a lot of watercolors and calligraphy and and wisdom to help you break up with that bs belief system and also to ditch the perfectionist and and energize more joy especially toward our creative projects that may have fallen by the wayside and i don't mean creativity limited to art and writing or dance but this is really the creativity of our daily life because that's our masterpiece that's really what we're living with and what we're creating on a deeper level I think in school creativity was relegated to the um, you know after school activity in a way it was way below science and math and all that but everything takes our imagination and our creativity especially with challenges because we are creatively shifting our perspective on what it is about that challenge that makes us feel so overwhelmed and that we can't uh, continue, or like someone cutting you off on the highway, you can choose to believe they're a big idiot, or that, oh my gosh, you know, they just lost their mother, or and they're on the yeah, way you to never know. the right. funeral, or you just don't know, and even if right. they confirm that they are some kind of idiot, still you don't know what happened to them to create that kind of person and i'm sure you've probably cut someone off yourself without intending to but it happens oh yeah and Absolutely. so that forgiveness is a treat and and a gift to yourself cuz you don't have to swim in that anger and that uh ugh, that yucky feeling that someone has just you know insulted you or taken advantage of you whatever it is we tell ourselves is our own story and that we can change so, right. so please download my ebook at my site nothing short of joy and um it's very um it's very uplifting it's a serious matter but it's it's taken in a lighthearted spirit and i hope you enjoy it
1: it sounds really good well you know i also wanted to make sure that people go and and get your book nothing short of joy of course and download your free ebook released a blog so creativity Ross a beautiful beautiful short book with a lot of uh, visuals and if you are you know like myself like to look at beautiful arts and stuff like that you know you're really truly an artist I have to say and uh, you enjoy that and uh, my friend so I have to tell you now on the air so people can hear because I actually did increase uh, the time so we're still live on the air (laughs) At next time, and hopefully it will be in July, you will come in here and hopefully, as you wish, and uh, we will delegate the show to talking about BS. <laughs> and that is
2: belief system, okay? Yes. Oh, that's my favorite subject matter because we oh, are just yeah, one big walking in BS. Mine to too. <laughs> <My> too. <laughs> because so. I love to challenge people
1: to really start getting rid of some of these beliefs that they are no longer yeah. serving yeah. their purpose. You know, come yeah. on, let's yeah. live life and enjoy it, right?
2: It's, it's yes, doable absolutely. to change who absolutely. we are. I know my, I remember my father saying, well, you know, sometimes you just are who you are and it, you can't change it. And unless that's peaceful and a happy thought to you but for most it isn't and I think we can change every on every level in really wonderful uplifting ways
1: that is absolutely true and you know Julie you really are truly an inspirational person and I am truly honored to have you on my show I will feature your show for a while so people can really know more of Julie and and some of the amazing stuff that you do and uh, Thank keep inspiring people, keep inspiring people. Please keep doing that because I have to tell <laughs> you, we need people like yourself in the world who are willing to look beyond their, their physical challenges and, and the challenges and the pain that you had gone through to inspire somebody else and to help someone else. That's all it's all about, mm-hmm. you know, being yep, there for yep. each other. Much love to you, and I thank you with all you know, with all my heart for being here. Oh, being
2: thank a, you. Yeah. I salute you, Rhea. Thanks again for having oh, me Oh,
1: much love, much love. You know, it's a big hug. do yeah, You feel it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my friend. Until next time. So look for my invite to come in next July, okay?
2: I, I mean, will. That's... Thank okay, you. Okay.
1: Take care for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to com, and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea.
1: Okay, my friend, this is conclude our show for today. I want to thank you all for listening to the show live archive and also for downloading the show, the show on iTunes um thank you thank you so much you know as i mentioned before no matter how what you believe about yourself and always remember you are more much more than what you can see and experience so try to tap into that and remember you know your greatness start from within so let it shine outward and expand you know in every direction and, and remember when you reach out for the stars you know the least that can happen you will be among the stars so until next time Stay amazing. Much love to you all. Take care. Bye-bye.